With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time to take a ride on the Steelers Afternoon Drive with our co-hosts, Alan Saunders and Zachary Smith. Welcome to another episode of Steelers Afternoon Drive. I'm Zachary Smith. That is Alan Saunders. Alan, what is going on? I'm home. I still don't know what day or time it is. And the Saturday game, not helping that, but I'm figuring it out. I'm just... We're just, we're just we're just moving along here. It's Tuesday, but it felt like Wednesday because the Steelers practice today. And it also feels like it's still Saturday because uh yeah, I, I still haven't I'm I'm in the wrong time zone. Let's just What a what a schedule the Steelers have had this year, huh? I got to say I did it differently coming back from um LA and and Vegas. I stayed until Monday night and then flew the red eye back Monday night from LA and Vegas when I went there. And uh, I think I like that plan a lot better. I think going forward, that's going to be the plan. Anybody has any time zone hopping uh, tips? Well, look, we don't. I don't think we have to do this next year. Do we have a uh, West Coast game on the schedule next year? I don't. They, there's one. The no, Chargers come here. Yeah, nothing. So uh, Denver. Uh, so not mm. not quite all the way to the West Coast, but uh, there is one out that way. All right, let's. Okay. We still got lots to talk about in the 2023 <laughs> season. Let's get uh, let's get to that. All right. Well, Alan, um, it's Tuesday, January second, two thousand twenty-four. Thank you for clearing that up. And uh, we're going to talk about quarterbacks because that is still the hot topic, whether it should be or shouldn't be. And it's kind of what you wanted to touch on today was why or why should it not be this big of a deal that's being made about it? Yeah. So I mean, I guess the big thing uh, since we talked last, we kind of touched on it yesterday, right? 
was this mm-hmm. story that Kenny Pickett had turned down the opportunity to dress against the Seahawks. And now I feel very confident that I know really mostly what happened here. And so I just kind of want to run down what we've reported, what other people reported, what I believe to be true, what I know to be true, and what Kenny Pickett said today. And then let's talk about it. So um, Kenny Pickett was medically cleared late last week. At that point that he was medically cleared, Mike Tomlin and the Steelers coaching and training staff had decided that Kenny Pickett had not played enough in practice that week to dress as either the starter or the backup. And so at that point, the question became, would he play as a number three? And our reporting, which was spearheaded by Derek Bell, while I was flying home from Seattle yesterday, and it was a quite a nerve-wracking flight as I was, you know, texting back and forth with the team trying to get this taken care of. That you know, the leading reason that Kenny Pickett did not dress as the third quarterback was that he did not want to. I did not, and and do not um, didn't want to speculate about why. Didn't want to make a big deal about it why, but I felt like that was a significant unanswered question from the weekend that I didn't think we got a satisfactory answer from Mike Tomlin. He, I, when I asked him point blank after the game, he said it was because Kenny didn't get enough practice reps. Well, that might make sense for why Kenny Pickett would be behind Mitch Trubisky in the pecking order, but it makes zero sense as to why Kenny Pickett would not be dressed as long as Kenny was healthy enough to be an upgrade over a position player throwing passes, then there was no reason for him to not be dressed from a team perspective and then Mike Tomlin said yesterday and Kenny Pickett reiterated today that they're extremely confident that he will be healthy enough to practice this weekend in fact he was a full participant in practice this week 24 hours later after the game so it's not like he was so unhealthy that he would not have been able to perform as an emergency quarterback this was clearly and obviously a choice and when we talked to Kenny today he um he pushed back on some reports that had said he turned down the opportunity to be the backup, the number two quarterback. That is not what we wrote. I believe that is what um, Mark Madden of, of uh, 105.9 said, and I believe perhaps others did as well. I don't know. We wrote what I just said, that he did not want to be the number three quarterback. Now, Pickett didn't directly explain himself after that, right? It, it kind of gets reading tea leaves here. Um, but there's a quote from Kenny uh, from his – availability today that I want to read here because I think it it goes a long way to sort of establishing the why for what we reported um be, and, and, and you know it's very hard when you're reporting from the outside to ever say why someone does something right I mean it's easy to say hey this happened right like there are multiple people that would be aware that something happened why someone does something you know I, I think that's pretty nebulous unless you've spoken to the person. And so here's the quote that I thought was very uh, illuminating to me from Kenny uh, today. Guys at this level, you can do things to get you through games. There's a process of getting through games where your health is not ideal. There's things you do. So if that needed to be the case, I could do those things. The trainers and coaches didn't see a point in me doing that. If I was not starting now, Kenny is ascribing this to the trainers and coaches. This is not what we reported, but it sure sounds to me like Kenny was cleared medically to play, but um, maybe we're talking about taking a shot, a a painkiller. Maybe we're talking about an elaborate Hmm. process 
to get him ready to play in a game medically that he and or the team, I suppose, did not feel was worth going through simply to just be an emergency quarterback. And I feel like that is why the second part of this, and uh, Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports reported yesterday, this isn't a big deal. There's no animosity from the team to Kenny Pickett. I couldn't confirm that yesterday, but I did not get that sense when I was in Seattle. I also did not get that sense again today. It does not feel like anyone, either teammates or the the Steelers you know, brass, are upset with Kenny Pickett about this decision. And if he had just said, no thanks, I'm too good to be Mason Rudolph's backup, there is no way that would have ever happened, right? That is not an acceptable right. response from any player on the team. However, no thanks, I don't want to take a painkiller to be the number three quarterback, I think is a stance that, while maybe hurt the team slightly, um, I, I think there, there's a stance that there's more respect for, right? And there's more understanding for. And I think that's why there does not seem like this is a big deal. Like, I, I, I wanted to write about it. I felt like it was important for us to write about. But I feel like the whole world has already talked about this more than it needed to talk about. But I wanted to get the facts and what I think in one place. And honestly, I, I was, like, tempted to write this as a column. And I just... I don't want to write any more about it. I feel like we've kind of already made too big of a deal of it and I want to let it go to bed, but I figured the podcast here would be a good place to put those facts in order for people. Um, to, and, and I wanted to get your thoughts as well. Well, um, yeah, well, the, the thing that never crossed my mind was like a different element to it, right? Like you mentioned, like the painkiller thing would have never have crossed my mind in terms of like, if that happens, then yeah, he would be cleared to play. I just kind of thought it was a situation where he didn't want to dress if he wasn't going to be the starter. That's kind of the way that it seemed on the surface. Um, but that makes a lot more sense. Um, and to that point of it not being that big of a deal we're not sitting here talking about him all of a sudden being the number two healthy now if that's the case right like he would be in the doghouse even more than he was if they weren't okay with that being the case last week right there's no way he would be he and Mike Tomlin both said that he is going to be the number two quarterback this week and that would not be the I mean first of all if he didn't want to be the number two quarterback last week what would have changed I, I don't know like why would he want to this week suddenly and and then you know the second part is that why would the team want him to be if he had just done that you know that 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 just doesn't track and so I think there was some sensationalism and some of the reporting from other outlets um and I think that was probably harmful and I think that's a lot of what prompted the response that you got from Kenny Pickett but I feel pretty strongly that we got the story right and that uh you know uh, this happened it happened the way I explained it and I don't really think it's a big deal great because it's Ravens week so just as we all would like to move on the team certainly has to move on they cannot keep harping on this issue they you know, they would have liked to have kept it internal, I'm sure, and not even had to discuss this. I was told today that there was um, a level of anger that uh, this was not kept internal. Yeah. So, yeah. Same. Also, that's, that's um, a good way, it's a good way to know that it's true. Also, when they're, when they're mad, it gets out. That's, that's yeah. usually last thing. Um, usually usually wanted, a dead ringer. <laughs> I just wanted to ask a question before we move on, because you mentioned yesterday about it. 
you said you were going to reach out to his agent. Did anything ever come of that? No, I never heard back from his agent uh, yesterday. And, um, you know, okay. I think that's, uh, there were several people, uh, you know, close to Kenny that I reached out to that I felt like if this was not true would have wanted to tell me, Hey, that's not true. Don't write that. And, uh, nobody did. So. Gotcha. Okay. Well, Alan, um, let's hope that this is put to rest. Let's move on. Um, because like you mentioned, Kenny Pickett full participant in practice, but do want to go through some of the other injuries that they still have, uh, on their injury report. So what can you tell us about the Steelers practice participation as the week opens up? Yeah. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick DNP, but was running again. And I think, Maybe I've got like a little bit of hope that he comes back. Landon Roberts, DNP also, man, that one just feels. Yeah. Fetched. I mean, he's so tough. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to count the guy out, um, but it seems less likely, right? I mean, that injury at that position, if you have a knee injury and you're running on it, I mean, I think we have a tangible sign that you're coming closer to a return in a way that we're not going to get from a peck injury from a linebacker when they're not really, hitting in practice, you know, um, Trenton Thompson, the same thing was limited in practice today, but with a neck injury, a stinger, like his big thing is going to be being cleared for contact, which as of Friday, he said he was not, and, you know, didn't think that he would get that clearance this week either. So uh, Mike Tomlin kind of left the door open for all three of those players. I think I would say Minka, E-Rob, Trent, uh, in, in, in order of maybe my, level of of optimism but i'm not sure i'm i'm real high on any of them being able to come back rest of the injury report is guys that are going to play guys that have been playing through things isaac samalu cam hayward Najee harris they're fine tj watt yeah, by the I, way uh left uh, the game yeah. and that was not even on the injury report so that's that's a very good sign joey porter Jr. team mvp tj watt team has MVP, announced today to no surprise of anybody. Actually, um, I, I read that after the Steelers voted for team MVP that pro football focus came out and said that miles Garrett was actually the Steelers MVP this season <laughs> because of his, his advanced pass rush win rate. They just had to give it to him over TJ Watt. <clears throat> you know, I should have known where you were going with that, but I didn't until it finally got there and landed. Um, Trent Thompson basically all confirmed like last week that he wasn't going to play in the finale anyway. Right. So, I mean, yeah, it's really just yeah. the hope if they get in the playoffs, we see him. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay. Well, that, there we go with the injury stuff, Alan, that we did get a couple questions that I think are going to, we're going to be able to expand upon what they were. Um, we actually shout out to everybody that, uh, that got involved in yesterday's episode because, it was blowing up on the YouTube. Uh, one comment that came in, deal with it, which, by the way, I like it. Not deal with it, deal with it. Um, this guy's apparently about, a big fan of Picklesburg. He's he's just, he's very into it. You know, I, I feel like fits right in in Pittsburgh. Yeah. I think a lot of people are that way. Um, said people be getting it backwards. Our run game was opened up due to Mason and his passing. It started in since he got better in Seattle. It was not the other way around. Mason's passing using all the field has softened defenses and opened up the run, which in turn makes it easier to pass complimentary football. People need to start giving Rudolph his rightful props. Well, the, the process that is that our pickle fan fan friend has laid out here is correct, right? You can, uh, open up the running game with the passing and make teams play more cover too, and then get lighter boxes. In fact, Najee Harris talked about that last week, but that didn't happen in this game. It didn't happen 
the last game either. Both of these teams played overwhelmingly against the Steelers with loaded boxes, eight and nine guys in the box, and let Mason Rudolph beat them. Now, at some point, if he keeps doing it, they will get that level of respect from defenses, and they will start to ease up on the running game. But, um, you know, go watch the game again. Go count the boxes. Go see where the safety is in the middle of the field. That's that's not what happened against the, the Seahawks. The Steelers ran the ball against a loaded box and ran it well. And that's why I spent a lot of time in the postgame talking about that running game because it was impressive. And the other thing is the Steelers also ran a lot of under center and they ran out a lot of heavy. They ran two and three tight ends. So they ran personnel packages that were practically inviting heavy boxes. They were basically shouting across the line, we're running it, come stop us. And then they did it anyway. It didn't have anything to do with Mason Rudolph. And and look, Mason Rudolph has played well. I, I don't think there's any uh, – the, the process that is being described there is plausible to happen based on the mm-hmm. results. It just hasn't yet. It might. It might this week, um, especially because I think if we look at these Baltimore Ravens and I start to look at maybe players that uh, if I'm John Harbaugh, I want to leave in my pocket – and, you know, Kyle Hamilton and Marlon Humphrey have both been banged up. And so, yeah. like, I might want to put those guys away. So it might be a kind of JV version of the Baltimore secondary that they might want to give some more help to. And so I can see that process happening if Mason Rudolph continues to play as well as he does and very specifically continues to hit deep balls. Oh, he really only had one in this game, but it was right. a good one. Um as frequently as he has and and the, the high percentage he has that will happen if they keep doing it, but it hasn't happened yet. And so I think the credit for the beating the Seahawks rightfully belongs to Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, the offensive line, the tight ends, because they blocked their butts off and the game plan from Eddie Faulkner and Mike Sullivan that I think very, uh, we talked yesterday you know, not only zeroed in on a weakness for Seattle, but um, was was a gutsy call to go away so uh, strongly from what had been working to something else to make it happen. And so, yeah, I, I think that's if we're talking about the Seahawks game, they were the, if if the Seahawks could have put the thirteenth, the, the the twelfth man uh, out of the stands in the box, that that didn't have been in the box too. Like they, everybody was in the box. There was there was no lightning of the box for Najee here nine. They, Almost every play was was after contact. It was just bully ball from the offensive line and the running backs. You saying that reminded me, this is not at all related to football, but I had to ask how, because that's one of the more intimidating away venues. How do you feel like Steelers fans showed up in Seattle? Was it noticeable at all? There were more Steelers very... fans than I thought there would be. Uh, they, yeah. were, they were loud. Uh, it was not like LA or Vegas where it was just like a takeover but you know that's a different kind of stadium a different kind of vibe right i mean like vegas it's just like there's no there's no fans right there's no there's no big i mean seattle is i thought i was really impressed by the city the people stadium the fan culture i thought it was awesome like if you want to go to a road steelers game i understand it won't happen again for probably eight more years so like this is a dumb suggestion but like that's a good one, man. That's a cool place. And 
the 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 whole lower bowl stood almost the entire game. Uh, the fans were into it. They were loud. Uh, what a very cool environment. And I thought, you know, maybe it was like 20%, 25% Steelers fans. It wasn't um, some big, huge number, but they, they made their presence felt as well and got the good Muth chant when uh, he finally caught a yes. pass. Um, I was having a good day, I felt like, in my live tweeting of uh, – I, I called that one a Sasquatch sighting. If, if you haven't seen Pat lately, he's kind of filled in yeah. the beard a little bit. And also – uh, he's been missing from the offensive game plan. And so uh, I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, when he, he was, oh, oh, actually, isn't Pat Farmuth our next question? It, it, I, oh, I was going to say. segueing like professionals today. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, so Bird Sports fan, who I feel like has been a regular commenter on the channel, said, hey, guys, notice the difference. I don't know if it's just me or Pat Farmuth seems to be blocking better as the season has gone on, both run and pass blocking uh, when called upon. Is this a technique thing, just more practice? What exactly has gone into this? So this is hilarious because in the locker room today, Brian Batko of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette asked Pat Farmuth almost this exact verbatim That's, question. It, this is Brian Batko on the YouTube, yeah. Berg sports fan is Brian Batko. Oh, that's mm-hmm. very possible. I've never seen them in the same place at the same time. So <laughs> there you go. Um, and Pat Frymouth basically said it's because he's healthy now. He was dealing with a you know a hamstring injury for a lot of the season. I'm not necessarily sure I buy that answer. I didn't think he was very good before he was hurt at the early part of the season. But um, I don't know. I do think he's blocking better. I think it's. Yeah, I, I think it's hard to, um, if Pat's not going to play along, ascribe you know a cause to it, right? I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I did suggest to him that maybe it's just the beard, you know, that he looks scarier, <laughs> more and grizzled. That yeah. is why people just want to get away from him. They just see this this wild man looking guy, and they're just like, ah, I'm blocked. Okay, leave me alone. Um, but it's dramatic. I I feel like there were times earlier this year where he looked like a player that did not want to block. And I have not seen any of that recently. And and sometimes looks can be deceiving, but it sure feels like a guy that's, that's, you know, really bought in and is dedicated to what he's doing right now, even though he's not getting the football and for an offense that I think we kind of rightfully suspected might have some seriously selfish elements to it over the last few weeks. I think it's pretty good to see a guy that talented who probably is right to want the ball more than he's got in it uh, embrace blocking to that degree with this amount of success. I mean, he was a key part of what they did in the running game. It was uh, not Najee Harris said after the game that they gave the game ball to the offensive line and the tight ends protested. They felt like they deserved it too uh, for their blocking. And, uh, and you know what? I'm not going to say they were wrong either. They did a very nice job. Yeah, well, okay, so I think that this has been – it's not just one isolated instance, but the one that really caught my eye was where I think you can give credit to every single player that was blocking on this play, the one where Najee looks like he's about to be held up, and then they just move the entire pile about five more yards into the end zone. But all three tight ends were on the field on that play. So, you know, Connor Hayward as well, who we've talked about, you know, his blocking as well. But how much credit should Alfredo Roberts get for bringing these guys along as blockers? You know, I think Alfredo needs to get some credit. I think the scheme and sort of just, you know, figuring out what they had in Darnell Washington, you know, I felt like his usage was a head scratcher, you know, a good bit early in the year. Seems like they've really 
honed in on what makes him tick and, and what what's a good way to use him. And then those guys are getting after it, man. I mean, I think they were – I think the, that's three players that, that felt like they were needed to be a part of a winning solution for this team and really um, embrace the game plan. You know, I think when you come out for your first play, three tight ends under center and you run the ball. And I think that that really, to me, was just the, you know, talking about that, that they were tipping their hand and the tight ends were a big part of it. And they said, bring it on. We want all the smoke. We're going to block you anyway. And they did. And actually, you know, I think a couple of the offensive linemen in the postgame did say that, like, hey, the tight ends deserve a lot of credit for this. So, I, you know, I, I think I think maybe the tight ends have a point. See if we can get them in the end zone. I predicted that Darnell Washington would have a touchdown. And yeah. I, I don't know that picking up and carrying Najee Harris into the end zone is what I had envisioned, but it it, I would came, it. it came close, right? It, it came close. Yeah, I mean, I at least half. I'll give him a he half. Also so had he, an do that again. he had an incredible solo block on Najee's earlier touchdown, too. If you haven't seen the highlight of that one, go check it out because somebody gets moved about six yards in the space of a tenth of a second. It's It's impressive. Um, Alan, I actually have a question for you. This just popped in my mind, and right. I feel like the answer from the team is going to be cliche. You've probably heard this so many times over your course of covering the team, but without knowing what the Ravens' plan of attack is going to be for this week, with already having you know the number one seed locked up, they can't do anything else, but they're going to have a buy. Like, do they sit their starters for two weeks? Do they kind? Of, it's unconventional, but do they kind of like treat it like a preseason game where they play a little bit? Like, how do they approach this? And like from the Steelers' perspective too, how do you game plan for a team where you don't? know what they're going to do well you can only bench so many guys right you can only have seven scratches and you know you you can have five from your from your 53 and that's how you get to 48 and then you can call two guys with them practice squad you can make it seven so that's the most starters that they can sit down so it can't be all of them i think you try to look at the guys that you think are likely to be out and i think you know like the guys that are banged up and especially veteran guys that are banged up like marlon humphrey Cal Hamilton is having a great year banged up. I, I mean, that seems uh, like that makes a lot of sense. I can't imagine Lamar Jackson is going to play significant reps in this game. I just can't. That feels like it would be malpractice if the Ravens sent him out there. From a game preparation standpoint, you know, I think it it really depends on the situation, right? Like The Ravens are very much a team that is built more on a game plan than personnel. Like we've seen a very consistent approach, demeanor, tactics, mindset from the Baltimore defense for 15 years, kind of regardless of who's in there, they always turn out to be the same team. And so, you know, maybe if you're the left tackle and you're, uh, you know, you're looking across at the Ravens depth chart this week, if you're Dan Moore and you're wondering, well, you know, whose tendencies am I going to study this week? Am I really going to worry about Jadavian Clowney, or is he gonna be one of these older guys that sits? And should I spend more of my time, you know, focusing on Tavius Robinson, who's a, who's a rookie outside linebacker, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think you can worry about that. I just don't think there's gonna be in the big picture a lot. You know, this is not a team like, you know, okay, if it was the Kansas City Chiefs, and you're gonna get who is the Chiefs backup quarterback? It's like an old guy. Um, is it uh blaine gabbert Rippin? blaine gabbert yeah okay blaine gabbert yeah 
if you're going to get Blaine Gabbert instead of Patrick Mahomes, you'll be like, oh, this offense is going to be completely different. Like, there's going to be a hundred things they do with Mahomes that they can't do with Gabbert. I, I don't really think, I mean, Tyler Huntley is not as good as Lamar Jackson, but I don't think there's any part of this Baltimore. You know, Baltimore is very intentional about having backups that fit the skill sets of their starters. I think Huntley, Huntley has as many wins over the Steelers as Jackson does, doesn't he? Like, I mean, like I, I just think you you go into it knowing that you're getting the Baltimore Ravens and uh, you're going to deal with them the way that you've always dealt with them, and I, I don't really know that it makes big huge deal that they're um gonna sit some guys well obviously like tyler huntley's not an mvp candidate like lamar jackson but in terms of the way they run the offense sure but we've kind of talked about this too like you mentioned every time we talked about the ravens the pieces you know those interchange guys they could bring guys in bring guys out and they all still basically do the exact same job so that's kind of allows the steelers to obviously prepare the same way when you're looking at a team like that yeah, I mean, some other guys. I think maybe I, if I was the, you know, I'd be thinking about sitting down Roquan Smith. I mean, he's he's an mm-hmm. older guy. He's he's really good. Um, you know, they they don't have a lot. Did of you depth. mention Ronnie Stanley? Yeah, Ronnie Stanley, oh. right? Yeah, he's been banged yeah. up. Uh, Kevin Zeitler, the right guard, has been banged up as well. Um, so both of those guys, you know, um, are, are players that you could sit. OBJ, you know, and another mm-hmm. older guy that that I think maybe you want. And look, they don't have a lot of depth at running back. I don't know how much I would want to play Gus Edwards, right? I mean, as if he feels like a guy they can't really afford to lose at this point. Um, the, you know, and there's there's levels of this too, right? Where there's like, oh, this guy's going to be scratched. And then maybe there's, well, Gus Edwards is going to dress, but Melvin Gordon's going to get the most carries of any of our running backs. And we'll see how it goes, you know? And, I, you know, this is not like it's the... Arizona Cardinals like the Ravens really don't want to lose the Steelers like even if they're not gonna play all their starters they're not gonna roll over for the Steelers like they are gonna whoever is dressed in purple and black is gonna give a hundred percent to win this game like they are they are not gonna just go away that you know they hate losing to the Steelers as much as the Steelers hate losing to them maybe more and and I think uh you know they're 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 not going away lightly. That that that's for sure. Well, yeah. Think about it from the opposite side, right? Like if if the Steelers were the number one seed, had everything kind of locked up, you think the Ravens fans or Ravens team would be sitting there on the other side, like, oh, they're just going to lay down for us. They got nothing to play for. Now the fans, that's that's a different story. You mentioned the fans. Like, I'm not sure how much home field advantage well, you're going to get for a January home game with that means nothing, right? Like hmm. you you might be getting a you might be getting a JV effort from the Baltimore it means everything baseball. to the Steelers for, for yeah. this one. Right. I mean, like, I, I don't know. I would, if I'm a Ravens season ticket holder, I'm trying to find a, a nephew or a cousin or something to be like, Hey, you want to go to this one, buddy? I know you've been asking and uh, I don't want to freeze my butt off for a game that doesn't matter. I haven't seen the forecast, but I assume it's going to be something similar to what we've got going on here now. And that's not, you know, necessarily the friendliest of conditions. So the Steelers might get a break in terms of just the environment, not quite being what it normally is in Baltimore. Honestly, that never crossed my mind either. So there we go. That'll be interesting to see as well. Uh, Alan, anything else? No, I don't think so. I want to write and talk about things that are not so quarterbacky. to use the uh, term of the week. You can look that one up if you don't understand the reference. Yes. It's, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and, uh, oh, forecast for Sunday, 45 and partly cloudy. Oh, wait, no, we're playing on Saturday. Sorry. Oh, 40 snow turning into rain. Ah, yeah. Yeah, I'm... S- 
I'm skipping that one if I'm uh, if I'm on the stance. It's, uh, it's a uh, it's a two hand warmer day for Steelers now photographer Ed Thompson. That sounds brutal. Well, uh, Alan, you won't be skipping though. The fans might. No, we'll be there, man. Skip. We already got a place booked for Saturday night in Baltimore. Me, Nick, and Ed be on the road. There I'm excited go. about one more trip with the fellas and uh, maybe more. Maybe more. I'm trying to decide if I should book travel for Wild Card Weekend or wait. It's very mm. very up in the air right now. Could go to Kansas City, could go to Miami, could go to Buffalo. Obviously, I don't have to book much from Buffalo, but um, flights yeah. to Kansas City are tough. Well, other than at MNT Bank Stadium on Saturday, Alan, tell the people where they can find you. At A Saunders underscore PGH on Twitter, PGH Steelers Now, SteelersNow.com. That's it. Like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. We got uh, Kenny Pickett's comments from this morning. Right up there, one video up. There we go. Uh, like, subscribe, hit that notification bell here. Hit us in the comments the exact same way that you guys did yesterday. We love to see it. Get us some questions. You know, the comments don't always have to be, you guys love Kenny, you guys hate Mason. Like, you know, maybe switch it up a little bit here and there. Um, leave us a five-star review if you're listening somewhere else. Uh, Apple, Spotify, etc. You look like you were about to say something else. No, I'm just laughing at your, at your Oh. <laughs> Well, now I am also laughing, but we will end it on that note for Alan Saunders and myself. Thanks for tuning in to another. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Episode of the Steelers Afternoon Drive. Mm-hmm.